the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Well, today is Thursday. We are live. We are local on 45th and 5th. It is June the 29th, and uh, it's a little hazy here in the city of New York. We have yesterday's birthday girl with us, the one, the only, the great... Joni Pelzer. Where's my song? One year older. One year older. What did you say? Oh, turn, turn that volume, volume up so oh. we can hear it on the on Okay, Facebook. it's all on. It's Thank all on. You. For those of you who are watching on Facebook, the reason why... Um, I am wearing my sunglasses is because they're actually reading glasses um, and they're sunglasses simultaneously. <laughs> wow, excuse me. Sam Bellino is in the house. Hello, Sam Bellino. Hey, what's going on? Sounds like you got a full house over there. <laughs> Luke Joseph is here. We have our wonderful intern here, but we're going to go right to um, some breaking legal news. It's not totally breaking. It was breaking at 10.05 this morning when I was actually sitting in court out in Southampton. But the Supreme Court of the United States of America came down for a with a big ruling today. And I am going to hand the microphone over to the Honorable Judge Barry Cammons. Thank you, Arthur, and happy birthday, Joan. Uh, so as Arthur said, today was a monumental case for the United States Supreme Court. It's The name of the case is Students for Fair Admissions Against Harvard and the University of North Carolina. Now, interestingly... Harvard is the oldest private university in the country, and the University of North Carolina is the oldest public university. So I think it's fair to say that this has broad implications. And the uh, the case was not unanimous. This was a 6-3 decision. Justice Roberts, the uh, chief judge, chief justice, I should say, wrote the majority, uh, and the three uh, dissenting judges uh, uh consisted of Justice Sotomayor, Justice Kagan, and Justice Brown. And Justice Sotomayor wrote a very, uh, I would say, a vocal, fiery, fiery and fiery. I would, I would say fiery. fiery dissent. I think it was 69 pages uh, where she said that this is going to set back the country uh, a great deal and put us back where we were 40, 50 years ago. Now, it's interesting. First of all, let me tell you what the case said. The case held that the admission programs such as the ones used here and around the country violate the Constitution of the United States because it, it violates the Equal Protection Clause and that universities cannot use race as a factor in the admissions process. As you know, this start, all started out about 20 years ago when, in a case called Gruton versus Bollinger involving the Michigan uh, University of Michigan Law School where the United States Supreme Court 
upheld the use of race as one factor in determining the admission uh, process. Now, it's interesting, though, Sandra Day O'Connor, who wrote the opinion 20 years ago, said that this policy that they were approving should not be forever. And as a matter of fact, in the decision, it said that uh, 25 years seemed to be an appropriate time for this policy to work its way through the admission process around the country. But she said in 25 years, uh, the use of racial preferences will no longer be necessary to further the interest in diversity. So in a, in a, in a way, she was putting a sunset clause into the whole process. And lo and behold, uh, where we are now in 2023, you know, not exactly 25 years, now that process has changed. Now, obviously it's changed because of the ideological makeup of the United States Supreme Court, and that was the decision based upon ideological lines, six to three, as I mentioned before. Judge Cameron, let me just interrupt you. Just so people who don't, are not so intimately involved with the Supreme Court. When you say it's divided along ideological lines, just explain what that is. Well, the the majority was basically more of the conservative block of the court, which is now obviously the majority of the court, unlike the way it was a number of years ago when the liberal block was the majority. So Justice Sotomayor, Kagan, and Brown constitute the liberal block, but again, they only make up three out of the nine justices. So... That's how it broke down. But that's been so. There was a case I covered uh, the day before yesterday where Justice Roberts, Chief Justice Roberts, and Amy Comey Barrett and Kavanaugh ruled with Kagan and Sotomayor and uh, who's the new justice? Jackson. Jackson. Um, Brown Jackson. Brown, Brown, Brown Okay. Jackson. I mean, I'm just you know I want to get it right here. She is the rookie, so we're allowed to be a little uh, not familiar with her name. Um, so it seems like those justices, the three I just mentioned, Kavanaugh, Amy Comey Barrett, and the chief justice, it seems like <clears throat> what Alan Dershowitz said, they're more a little more pragmatic. Yes. Well, it depends on the issue. I mean, here, the, the issue of using, using race really was something that, that was uh, the conservatives could not avoid in, 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 in ruling as a block on this case. I think this was a, a clear dividing line between those who have more conservative views and the more liberal. You're right. There are cases where it doesn't break down that way. But this was such a clear issue for the conservatives. Yeah, the, the, the last case we were talking about had to do with state legislatures and their control over federal oh, right. elections, right? right? That's just from a couple of days right. ago. And uh, if you actually take the Scalia approach and break it down word by word as what those words meant at the time the statute was written, there was no doubt that the state legislatures can have that kind of control. But the three more conservative justices who sided with the more liberal justices, as Dershowitz said, took a little bit more of a pragmatic approach and kind of threw the original meaning of the words out the window and said it would cause chaos if we did things that way. So, well, well, I don't think this case is, you know, according to the minority, this case will cause chaos. But the six conservative justices did not think. And as a matter of fact, they said our own court said that this case, uh, th this uh, process had a sunset provision in it. And this was never not going to be forever, as Justice O'Connor so said. So what would the sunset provision be? Is that we have over the last two decades, our admissions policies have been have taken race into account. And, and universities have, have had enough time to factor that in, and now 
They have a diverse, a diverse uh, student body around the country, um, but that should no longer be used. Race it should no longer be used because it does violate, to their, in their opinion, the Equal Protection Clause. And I think this case has major ramifications in other areas of our society. Um, this may this may seep down and affect uh, secondary schools in New York City. We have the selective schools at uh, Bronx High School of Science, Stuyvesant. It may affect those types of schools. What about employment? programs, businesses who decide now that, you know, affirmative action should not be used in hiring people. They may use this case as a basis for saying, you know, we're not, we're no longer going to utilize um, affirmative action. I mean, it's possible this case has implications beyond the educational world. Well, uh, you know, I remember when one of these cases, and I don't remember which one it was, but um, Scalia, I think from the bench during oral argument, said if you allow someone in with lower scores based on their the, merely on their race, you may be setting them up for failure because you may be putting them in a position right. to try to tackle a, a task that their previous educational background would indicate that they're not uh, able to do so. And boy, did he catch heck for that. I mean, holy Moses. Well, well, I think uh, Justice Roberts said a number of things in his opinion today. I mean, he he was saying that if you you're using race in a negative manner in this in this situation, you're uh, by allowing someone in because of their race, you're depriving another person because of their race uh, admission, and you just cannot do that. Um, I mean, think. Let's be honest. Let's just say it was the other way around. Let's just say it was the other way around. We're saying okay. This black person has a straight A's out of poly prep, and this white person has straight A's out of poly prep, and we're both going to go to Harvard. And yeah, we're not going to let the black guy in because he's black. We're going to let the white guy in because he's white. Forget about it. I mean, MS, right. MSNBC right. would lose their mind, right? I mean, exactly. they would blow the. Exactly. Now, just so you know, people lost their mind. I got emails today from my law school. What a horrible decision this is. So, another. Uh, feed I get was going I mean the people are losing their mind over this well I think somehow schools are going to have to uh, utilize race in some fashion they, it may not be something stated in their brochure and may not be stated as a policy on their website but I have a feeling that in some way this is not going to be the end of the use of race. In some way, it'll factor in into the admission process without being a stated policy right. of the so from a very practical point of view for Judge Barry Cammons Basically, schools can no longer, I mean, were they able to say in the past, like they had a scorecard in, in the admissions office and said, we have these many black kids, these many Chinese kids, these many Korean kids. I mean, were they able, I guess they were. Well, that may have gone on inside their admissions office. I don't think it was as said exactly the same way in their brochure for students who were interested in the school. But essentially, uh, that, in my opinion, that, that was going on inside the, inside the admissions office. And so now, I mean, and let's be honest, folks, no one's going to be able to monitor this, right? They're not going to set up a new, uh, some sort of law enforcement agency to go into uh, schools and, and monitor, well, why, you know, why did you let this person in and not that person in? And you have well, to give a race-neutral reason, right? It's like uh, Batson. Right, right. Peremptory <laughs> challenges, right, in, in, in Batson. Well, right, but it'll take, a, it'll probably be well, another lawsuit down the road where someone has figured out or is asserting that despite this decision, race was still used in some way, and there'll be a lawsuit, and we'll see, you know, how this is monitored by the United States Supreme Court. I should tell you, though, there's one exception to this ruling. They said the armed forces, the service academies, 
could still use race because they feel that having a diverse officer corps is important. So they sort of exempted the service academy. So it's for the uh, like, Naval you Academy. Mean, West Point. West, and the Naval Annapolis. Academy. Yeah, I think it's still valid, a valid policy. But that's the only – that, that was the only – So uh, just the chief judge put that in the decision? Yes, yes. Um, did anyone write a concurring opinion? Do we know? No, it was just it was uh, six three and uh, strong strong voices on both. I mean the the chief judge uh, it was only forty pages. Uh, Justice Sotomayor wrote sixty nine pages. A pretty and what uh, is she so annoyed about? She's saying this sets us back, puts us back where we were prior to the the the, the age where uh, we were were using race as a factor and uh, well okay. And and people need to get a chance to get into schools if they even if they don't have the same uh, qualifications uh, as others, and that's what. The- I mean, if you if you do an intellectual analysis of that, basically what she's saying is, certain people aren't good enough on on their mere grades and their mere extracurricular activity, and so even though they're not good enough, even though they don't have those grades and those extracurricular activities that would put them into that category, they should put in, be put into that category regardless because they're a person of color. Well, I think she was putting it a different way. She she was saying that it, they should be accepted in order to foster diversity in the school and to promote and to encourage people of some certain communities to uh, uh, to enter the uh, higher education. You know, she didn't put it exactly the way you were putting right, okay, it. Okay, but... That's the practical yes, that's the practical. message. Yep. And Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, who was involved in this decision, which I know some of the conservative members of the court back then were not happy with. Yes, correct. But she said, you know, let's give it 25 years. To, all right. And that's a, a solid generation plus and see if, you know, we could right all of the wrongs and everyone should be on their own feet now and be judged on <clears throat> what would Martin Luther King say? The content of their character and not yes. the color of their skin. Yes. So, I mean, if you look at it that way, yes, that's... the the current ruling is supporting what Martin Luther King said. Let's judge people on the content of their character, not on the color of their skin. You should have written skin. a concurring opinion. Well, I mean, Alito did call and ask, but I, I turned it down because <laughs> well, I was That must a have been busy. a long-distance call. Uh... Why would he go? Scalia? No, I said Alito. Oh, I thought you said Scalia. <laughs> wow, you get your Italians confused, huh? All right, Justice, uh, ju- Justice, ju- Judge Cameron, we have one minute left. Um, was this the big decision of the Supreme Court, that, like this uh, this year? You know, they always would, have like a big one. Was yeah, like, I would say this, one, right? this ranks up there as the highest one. I, I would say it's because it affects thousands and hundreds of thousands of people, hundreds of hundreds of schools around the country. I don't even. I didn't even look. Is today the last day of the court? Is this the last? Usually it is. I think today was the last. I, th- I think they issued all their remaining decisions. I'm not 100 percent sure, but it, it, the impact I think is certainly. Uh, uh, no other case has the impact that this case has. Okay, so I think you should end the way you began and wish Joan a happy birthday again. Joan, if let me be the second to wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you so much. It means so much to me to be here. I love ABK Law. And Joan, we have another guest when we come back, right? We do. We have another guest. His name, I'm going to say this correctly, Andreas Kutsudakis. And he is the co-founder of KI Legal. He's going to talk to us about a lawsuit three firefighters are bringing in Staten Island. Okay. So don't go away. We, uh, that was Judge Cammons talking to us about the Supreme Court of the United States. And now we're going to talk about firefighters fighting for their rights here in New York City. Don't go away. June 29th, live and local, Idola Power Hour.
Over the past 20 years, a quiet revolution has transformed medicine. Many conditions that once required major surgery can now be treated with procedures that are far less invasive and often far more effective. Are you aware of these alternatives? Join Dr. Dan Simon for All Things Health, where he discusses cutting-edge medical advances that are providing alternatives to traditional surgery. Dr. Simon is an experienced interventional radiologist who has helped thousands of patients experience dramatic improvements, all without traditional surgery. Dr. Simon will explain latest medical breakthroughs so you can be fully aware of your options listen to all things health on am 970 the answer on sundays and saturdays on am 570 and 102.3 fm the mission wmca have questions call dr simon at 1-844-534-3621 or visit allthingshealth.ai or listen to all things health on am 970 the answer on sundays and am 570 102.3 fm the mission wmca on saturdays to learn more visit allthingshealth.ai Let's talk about our friends and family at Bay Ridge Honda, because the Sabah family, who's been there for 60 years, they make you feel like family when you walk into the door of their award-winning dealership on 88th Street and 4th Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. Or you could just go online at BayRidgeHonda.com, and you could peruse the over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award winning dealership they are kicking off july 4th by saving you fifteen hundred dollars one thousand five hundred that's how much you can get when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your next car with bay ridge honda they've been family owned and operated for over 60 years by the sabah family even if you don't buy from them they want to buy your car from you. So visit them at Bay Ridge Honda on 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn or go online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. Ends July 30th, 2023. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payment. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Okay, so let's talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan. You know, you guys all need to prepare for the future. Because if you're not here because... You're six feet under, or you're just in a nursing home and you can't take care of yourself. You need to have a plan. And when is the time to plan? The time to plan is now. Wills, trusts, power of attorneys, healthcare proxies, living wills, estate plans. The goal of Connors and Sullivan attorneys is always the protection of your rights and interests. They've been helping people like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. So you're going to visit them for no obligation, free consultation. Call Connors and Sullivan today to schedule a free in-person initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. 
You're going to call them at 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Or visit their website at connorsandsullivan.com. And remember what Mike Connor says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Tune, San Bellino. How we doing, brother? I'm good. How we doing? You got you got a lot on your plate over there, huh? Yeah, a little busy over here, but it's good. I like busy. It's good. It's good. It's very. I like busy. My, uh, you know, the friends in, in the band and Rapid Pulse. Again, we know each other since kindergarten, and they're all like um, talking about how busy I like I am. And Chris Boyle, the lead guitarist, the leader of the band, basically. He said to Chris Glynn, the bassist, he was like, look, it's just the way Idala is wired. If he was like, if he had nothing to do, he wouldn't know what to do with himself. And I just want to, um, before we go to our, our next guest, um, so I was so excited. So yesterday was my dad's birthday, and I did like a little tribute to him. And, and then we met, and we went to the Columbus Citizens Foundation. We had a beautiful dinner, just the immediate family. Of course, somewhere in the middle there, Ariana took a little bit of a fit because she wanted Marianne, Marianne asked for a glass of ice, just a glass with ice in it, to. Uh, but it was it was a glass made out of you know glass glass, and um, she just wanted to Ariana wanted who's one and a half wanted to play with the actual glass with the cubes in it at the table, and that could be a little dangerous if she so Marianne took the glass away from her. This one and a half year old, you have never heard lungs like this. Woo! So I swooped her up and I took her outside and we had a great time. We had a beautiful meal. Thank you to the Columbus Citizens Foundation in honor of my father. They put a bunch of Sicilian specialties on the menu. We really enjoyed ourselves. So I get home and it's like relatively early. And I had to wake up early this morning because I had a case on in Hampton Bays, believe it or not. So, and I had to be there by 10, which means I had to leave at 8, which means I got to get up at 7, which is not extraordinarily, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, early, but... It's still it's still seven. So I kind of crawl into bed. Ten ten maybe it was, which for me is like way early. But I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna get sucked into the Facebook thing because I do these Facebook reels, where um, I love the the food. I'm all about the food. Um, yeah, they they have these little one minutes of these Italian guys. Some of them are in Italy, and um, they're all cooking, and um, they um. And so I didn't do any of that. So I'm laying on, I'm laying there, dozing off, and I forgot to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. And all of a sudden, it goes, boop, boop. So I jump up and I get it, and it's Mario Romano, our godfather expert, although Morano and he have to do the face-off, but they haven't yet. Um, and he says, um, German, perfect through six. And I'm like, okay. Um, <clears throat> so I... I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get up and turn on the TV. It's six. He's still got to go through the seventh, the eighth, the ninth. That's a nine outs. Who knows what's going to happen? Jermon's been horrible. Not horrible, but he hasn't been great. He was actually fighting last night for a spot in the rotation. 
So I take the phone and I have the MLB app on it and I just, I'm going to put it on. I'm going to listen to it. Now, John Sterling is no longer on for these like away games, especially out in California. So it's Susan Wallman and whoever the other new guy is, who's good. He's good. I like him. He's not as colorful, but he's more accurate than John Sterling. So I have the phone on my chest and I kind of hear, um, I hear the seventh and I'm dozing on and off. And then I hear the eight, I hear the last out, um, the bottom of the eighth, I'm like, okay, okay, you got to stay awake, you got to stay awake. And now it's inching closer to getting later. I think it was 12 now. So here it was, I was going to sleep so early. Like, I was going to be, oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to get like eight hours of sleep, which never happens. And um, sure enough, I hear the announcers say, okay, we're at the top of the ninth. Now I'm like, okay, I got to get up. <clears throat> now I have to make the decision, who do I wake up in the house? Do I get Luca? Do I get Arthur? I mean, a perfect game is a very rare thing. Um, but I didn't wake up anybody. I just watched it. And, um, of the three of the, there's been four New York Yankee perfect games. I've been alive for three of them. I was, wasn't around for the Don Larson one, but Cohen and, um, Wells and now, uh, German, I was there for all of them. I watched or was part of all of them. So I'm very proud of that. Um, okay. Talk to me, Joan. What's going on right here, right here. Go ahead. So what's super fun is our next. I, I just guest, I just had to tell you that story because it is part story. of it is part of New York Yankee history, of course. Well, and it's I want kids. So then after you stand up, you watch this. Then you got to watch the interview and everyone else being interviewed and Boone and this and that. And the next thing you know, I'm going to bed at one o'clock in the morning again and waking up at seven. So, oh yeah, I got a whopping six hours of sleep. You know, Roz and Al are listening to you, and you know who the biggest fans are. My mother is the biggest Yankee fan. She talks about it all the time. Um, what's lovely about our next guest? You're going to have a real interaction. He's actually calling us out. Outside of a music class where his kids are, and I thought this totally oh, okay. relates All to right, you. So let's get him on but the line. But he's got a legal angle. I thought he was going to be on at six thirty, but now he's on the line. We we okay. You know so what? let's talk Tim's to Andreas today. Kutsudakis. Hello, Mr. Kutsudakis. It's Arthur Idala. How are you? Hey, good, great. I'm doing great. I'm actually outside of Castellano's House of Music uh, on Richmond Avenue over here in Staten Island, and my kids are inside learning guitar and piano. So I had to run in real quick. Okay, no problem. I apologize for uh, for taking up your time. I, I did not know you were, I thought you were going to be on the next segment. My bad. Talk to me. Tell me about this great lawsuit you're doing on behalf of the first responders here in, in New York. So uh, on February 17th, there was a huge fire in Annandale on Staten Island. Um, and, you know, I, I learned after reading about it, I learned that there was 22 firefighters. They almost lost their lives. Three of them severely injured. You know, the homes practically, you know, fell on them. They did fall on them. Three of them almost died, very serious injuries. Uh, two of them are never going back to work again. And what really troubled me is that the city has this longstanding policy where they put entire firehouses just out of service completely for medical exams rather than, you know, putting overtime in place or restaffing them or doing a million other options. They completely shut down a firehouse. When a fire happens in that neighborhood, it's almost like cross your fingers, pray to God that it doesn't. But if it does, you have firehouses responding from further away. Um, and no matter what, no matter how fast they come, the two, the fire, the, the engine and the truck that are closest to it, whoever's out of service, they're never going there, right? So even if you have two, three firehouses showing up, you're short. Um, and the whole thing just becomes a compounded problem, which is exactly what happened in this case. And you have firefighters coming to a fire that is not staffed the way it's supposed to. It's not being attacked on all fronts uh, the way it normally would. Um, and they're coming from further away uh, in Staten Island, where you have, you know, neighborhoods, not necessarily square blocks like you do in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and so, so, so on. 
you have a bigger problem there, you know, because the next town over might be 10 minute drive. If there's an accident, if there's traffic, if there's whatever it is. So that's what happened here. Um, and we brought this action to where, where, did, where did you bring it for them? Andres, where'd you bring it? What, brought, what courthouse? So we, we've, Right now, we filed a notice of claim. Um, that's all we filed right now. With the city of New um, York. Tell, tell listeners real quick what that is, because many people don't know what that means. So whenever you bring an action against the city of New York, you have 90 days from the date of the accident to bring what's called a notice of claim, to file a notice of claim. And it's basically putting the city on notice that, hey, we, we are bringing this, this claim. Eventually, you have a certain period of time to do that, a year and 90 days from the date of the accident. But it's an opportunity for you to raise the issues preliminarily and give the, ch- give the city a chance to resolve it, to investigate it, to, to kind of get a head start on it and preserve the facts and issues and, and evidence and, and see what's really happening while they can. Um, so, so that's what we did. We filed it in May, um, right before the 90-day window uh, expired. And um, we have not yet spoken with the city, which is the next step. You know, now they'll obviously respond to us and they'll hold what's called a 50-H hearing, which is a, a kind of a mini deposition, if you will, really just to flush out the claims a little bit more, learn more about the injuries, more about the claims, um, and hear and hear, we'll hear exactly what happened. Um, and then eventually, so, as the as the period progresses, we'll we'll develop the complaint and the claims, uh, and ultimately file the complaint. Um, and in this case really important part of this is to work with elected officials and get a policy change because this this policy just makes no sense and it's been around for decades not you know so well, that, that, that was my next that okay so that was my next question we're talking to attorney kutsudakis um who's bringing this lawsuit on behalf of three firefighters from staten island but i'm not I'm not taking away for anything from you and your your legal brilliance but wh- like why now I'm, it sounds like this is something that has been going on forever I mean, are you just the one who kind of picked up the baton and you're running with it? Yeah, unfortunately, you know, uh, cases are brought a lot of times, you know, the, the, the front and center thing that lawyers do is is bring their personal injury case and recover the damages for the injuries of their clients, right? And that's part of this. Absolutely warranted in this case where you have tremendous, tremendous injuries, life-changing injuries in, in every category. But it's also an opportunity to make a difference, to make a change, correct something that's wrong, right? And when you have first responders, in this case, in my own community, you know, I grew up in Staten Island, I live in Staten island you know my home is you know six blocks away it's not only putting the firefighters at risk who are you know day in day out putting their lives on the line that should never even be up for negotiation anything that puts keeps them safe should be done and then some but it's also the communities right you you have it's just unbelievable to me that a whole firehouse is closed for an entire day for annual medical exams something as simple as that you can reshuffle people. People that are off can work that day while the other people go get the medical exams. And you never have to be out of service, right? So this lawsuit is important because, unfortunately, it takes incidents like this to actually get the conversation uh, started and ended in the proper way, right? It doesn't happen just in conversation by itself. And there has to be a catalyst. And, and if you look back in the history with, with all law enforcement, but specifically firefighters, Every so often, there's a major incident that reveals a big gap in, in, in policy, and, and things are changed, whether it's you know, uh, something, a new piece of equipment that now becomes mandated or a new way of doing things. And so in this case, it's, yes, the lawsuit for the damages and to help them move on with their lives and have a meaningful life financially and, and personally, but also to effectuate policy change to do our part in protecting firefighters moving forward, whether it's in Staten Island, Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, or the Bronx. Okay, so here's the bottom line. 
you're you're stepping up, Andreas Kutsudakis. How'd I do with that? Kutsudakis, right? You did you did pretty good. You did pretty good. Kutsudakis. Well, to the right of me and where I live is the Pantalidis family, and to the left of me is the Kapatanakis family. So, you know, I I got some street, I, I got some street credibility. Okay, good. So I got some I know street Charles credibility. And I know I know the Pantalidis family very well. All right. Well, they're, they're family for me. Actually, I think I'm going to see Peter in just a little while. Um, right, so, right. listen, I just want to thank you personally. Uh, I want you to get back into uh, to see your kids play the piano and, uh, and, and the guitar. But thank you for what you're doing for our first responders. And hopefully the elected officials will pay attention and, and these policies will be changed to, to protect uh, the citizens of not only Staten Island, but the city of New York. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. And then just a message to all law enforcement, first responders, firefighters, any policies like this, you know, we're not here just for when something happens, it's bad. You know, bring it to our attention. There are lawyers out there like us who are here to do this thing, to make these changes. And, and we'd be happy to speak with you and, and do everything we can. Okay. Andreas Kutsudakis, uh, you go back and watch piano lessons and, and guitar lessons. With, we're going to take. Day. Thank you. Back at you, man. Thanks for making the time. It is, what is it, 6.35 here. I'm looking at Luca Joseph Idala. We're going to throw him on the air in a minute. He's going to tell us where we're going after this tonight. It's another special night for Padre Lou's uh, birthday celebration. And, um, I don't know, Joan Joan forgets I'm wearing earplugs. She hands me stuff. She messes up the guest list. Today. I know. I you know messed why? up the guest you know list. Because you had... threw Cameron's on right at the top yeah, of the no, show. No, no, no. It's because you were getting all that attention in there. Because I had cake, birthday cake that's cupcakes, melting. Because now i got to talk to you and my cake is melting Very in nice. the other room. I don't know. You no, know, you can't find good help these days. Except for <laughs> San Bolino. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> It's tough to know which news outlet to trust at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion. There is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8 on AM 970. The Answer. This is Mike Gallagher. Visit the Holy Land with me, Dennis Prager, and Inspiration Cruises and Tours. No other trip will be like the Stand with Israel Tour. Call 855-565-5519 or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. All right, let's talk about Plaza College because you hear me talking about court reporting, court reporting, court reporting. Well, they don't have just the school of court reporting. They also have four other schools of study, including their school of nursing, the not accelerated, but accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. And we're going to give a big congratulations to the first graduating cohort, not class of, but cohort of nursing students. The first cohort began with 20 students and 18 successfully completed. What a great accomplishment. Congratulations to all 18 of you. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It is an incredible experience for them all. And for additional information regarding the programs we just mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or their School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's Plaza. P-L-A-Z-A, college, C-O-L-L-E-G-E dot E-D-U. 
My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuda & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom, you've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Kamen at 212-486-0011. That's 212-486-0011. Or visit us on the web at idalalaw.com. idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Kamen's fighting for justice, fighting for you. So let's talk about my beautiful bald head. Joan's laughing. Um, well, I mean, that's what Hemp Leaf wants me to talk about is because, you know, I do go through more of their product than most because I do put it all over my head. And think about it. If you're just putting something like on your forehead and your nose and your cheeks, you're going to use X amount. But if you go on your forehead, your nose, your cheeks, and the top of your head, the side of your head, your back of your head, your neck, yeah, you're going to use a lot more product. I'm burning through my, my Hemp Leaf uh, shea butters, my whip shea butters. It's all so much fun slathering that on in the morning. Um, they are the newest big thing in skin and body care. You're crazy not to try it. Go to hempleaf, H E M P L I E F dot com. That's www hemp, H E M P L I E F dot com. And you can order either their regular butter, their whipped butter, their um, liquid black soap. Their Icy Pot Muscle Rub, their Helixer for your feet. They're all great products. They have bundles where you can order them all. And here's the best part. You mention the name Arthur at checkout and you receive 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. As a local business owner, you get called every week by marketing companies. We get it. We have hundreds of satisfied customers. Here's what a satisfied client recently said. Open enrollment is going great. We're hitting record numbers. Thank you so much for this report. It really is amazing to see how the marketing is really shaping our enrollment around the city. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. All right, let's talk about Italy, Italia, because our friend Joe Piscopo, our great morning show host, has teamed up with Steve Perillo to create a special offer to our AM 970 family, a special Perillo tour with Joe Piscopo in attendance, leading the charge. Three nights in Rome, seeing all the important sites from the Vatican, the Colosseum, the Forum, as well as a special dinner performance by Joe Piscopo. Then you fly to Sicily and spend four nights in Taromina with day trips like Syracuse, adorned by Greek, Roman, and Baroque architecture. Next, 
Carabino's Godfather tour regarding the movie. Visit the medieval villages of Forza de Agro and Savoca. See the famous Bar Vitelli where Michael Corleone asked Apollonia's father for her hand in marriage. Next, on to Palermo for three more nights before flying home. Rome and Sicily. What a fantastic customized trip. And don't forget, a Perillo tour is a stress-free escorted vacation where you don't lift a finger. So call today, 1-800-431-1515. That's 1-800-431-1515. Or go to perillotours.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Look up. Who's singing? Who is it? Say it again. Oh, yeah. Mick Jagger and David Bowie. Two greats. I'm sorry he passed away, David Bowie, before we got to go see him. But you're a big Bowie fan, too, right? Yes. He's, he's right up there with... Uh, who, are you, who are some of your other musical guys you love to listen to? Uh, well, uh, the Rolling Stones. Who else? You too. One more. Pink Floyd. Nice. 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 Today today you were washing the car. What, who were you listening to? Pink Floyd. You listen to little Floyd. I heard you listening to little Hendrix all around all among all all along the watchtower, correct? Yes. Alright. Look at us and fool around when it comes to music, man. I want to know, do you play an instrument yet? Or did you? I used to play guitar. I think you should take it up again. You'd probably be super talented. Your dad's got the musical talent, but doesn't play an instrument. No. Would be great if you did. Well, Luca, tell us real quick, where are we going after this? We are going to celebrate my grandfather's birthday. All right. We're going to go. It's a boys' night, right? Yes. Except who? what women do you think are going to be there? Juliana and Grammy. And Aunt Lori. And uh, so last night we had family night, right, with your grandfather? Yes. And what would you think of that meal? I thought it was delicious. Luca ripped through a plate of spaghetti with clam. Sambolino, he would have made you proud. He definitely made me proud at the the Bobby Vance remote because... That kid put away the biggest piece of meat I've ever yes, seen. I have a picture of that meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, so, Joan, you um, well, so, so before we get into a little more legal news, because Joan just told me something that really ticked me off. Um, we are leaving here. We're going to go to Marion Row, the public house, my friend Bernie Riley's place. Um, it's a boys-only night, except for my mom and my sister and niece. Um, Marion was obviously included, but she's with the children. She was with us with the children last night. Um, and we're going to have some Negronis and Ooh. some food. And uh, the boys, like Billy Santo and Mikey Bovey and Bit- Mr. Bitter, um, will be wishing Padre Lou a very, and, very and happy 85. Eleventh Falls Cabins, Barada, the whole nine yards. All right. Um, so, Joan, tell me what you just said that Governor Hochul just said what? Yeah, so there's a new, uh, this just came out right when we were going live, that uh, the headline is Governor Hochul. Mm-hmm says New York public universities will vow to push for diversity despite the Supreme Court ruling. Right, so that's that's a brilliant move. So you have the leader of uh, one of the biggest states in the union saying, I don't care what the Supreme Court of the United States says. We're going to do whatever we want. You know, Here, her quote is, this 
This is a dark day for equality and democracy. That's her direct quote. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know why it's such a dark day. We're going to have someone on next week, yes. I would like, Joan, who's going to explain why it's such a dark day. I want someone to come on who's going to tell us why this is such a horrible decision because um, <clears throat> obviously there's nothing stopping whoever the ultimate admissions officer is, whoever the gatekeeper is, from picking whomever they want. They just can't say, I'm not picking you because you're white. Um, a, a good friend of mine had a daughter who graduated, not this year, but the year before. Um, she was number two in her class from a very prestigious school. She was the editor of the school newspaper. Mm -hmm. She got ridiculously high marks on um, the SAT. But you know what she is? She's a white Jewish girl who comes from a solid family mm -hmm. from Brooklyn, New York. And she didn't get into any of the big schools she wanted to get into. I like Brown and Dartmouth and I don't know, University of Pennsylvania. I mean, she wound up in a decent school, but not an Ivy League school. And yet she was in an Ivy League high school, and but she did not get into an Ivy League college. I am telling you. As sure as I'm bald, if she was a person of color, if she was able to write down on her resume that her grandmother or her great-grandmother was from the Dominican Republic or Trinidad or, or some little town in Africa, she would have been admitted to Harvard. And that's just not right. I mean, it's not right for this little kid. I understand, you know, now she's 20, but when she was 17 or 18, I understand that there were some big wrongs that were done in the world, right, and in this country. And we're trying to right those wrongs. But why should we be righting the wrongs on the back of a young woman who has worked her tail off to get like, a, I don't know, a 1480 on the, on the SAT, to be the editor of the school newspaper, to graduate number two in her class by like a point. She missed being number one or maybe a half a point. But no, we're not going to admit her because we're going to admit someone else who has different color skin because 100 years ago and then 50 years ago, you know, we did things that discriminated against people of color. I, I am all for of giving everyone, a, making up for past wrongs, but on the back of a, of a teenager? So now this young person who now is going to, hypothetically, I don't know if this is accurate, but he's going to apply to medical school or law school, as opposed to applying to medical or law school from the University of Pennsylvania or Stanford or Princeton, she's, she's coming from an A-minus or a B-plus college. That's not right. It's just that to me, that's just not right. So, uh, uh, you want to talk about diversity? I could talk about diversity all day long. I was walking through Bay Ridge with Chris Boyle on Sunday morning, walking Ariana, and I remarked to him, I said, you know why I love this neighborhood? We're walking through the park. There were people playing basketball together. They were literally every color of the rainbow. I'm not sure if there was a Caucasian person there, but there were Asian kids there, uh, they were, I guess it was Hispanic kids. I mean, you couldn't really tell. It was a black kid for sure. And that was great. I mean, I love that. I don't want to go live, no disrespect, but I don't want to go live in some little marshmallow town where all you see is a bunch of lily white kids walking around. That's not my style. I love diversity. I, I loved my days in PS 185 from, from then to, to SUNY Purchase. There was all kinds of diversity, but that should not be the number one criteria to, to get into, um, to get into school. 
or 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 a criteria to get into school. And I, I mean, the the Asian kids are being discriminated against. Listen, they work their tail off. They do. They have family values. They have a strong family unit. Their work ethic is through the roof. And they, they score really high on these standardized tests. And they're the ones that get into uh, Bronx High School of Science. And uh, uh, what's the other one? Stuyvesant. And what are we going to say? No, we, we're not going to let them. They got the best grades. They're the best qualified to lead America into the future. But no, now we got too many Chinese kids. We're not going to let them in. No, that's not that's not right. I mean, that's just not right. You, you, I'm all about merit. That's how I run run this law firm. I don't give people, oh, well, because you're a woman of a certain age, I'm going to give you X. Because you're a man of a certain age, I'm going to give you Y. Because you're the guy who works here who's gay, I'm going to give you Z. No, I say, what cases did you bring in? What case did you work on? How much did you help Judge Cameron's on this? How much did you help Diana on that? Like, we're all in this thing together. I don't care what the color of your skin is. I don't care what your gender is. I don't care what you do in the bedroom when you're not here. But when you're here, I want to know who's, who's the best and the brightest. And if you want to say, okay, Arthur, but a lot of people haven't had the opportunities to achieve being the best and the brightest, I have no problem helping those people. But what this Supreme Court decision said 25 years ago is, okay, let's, let's go a couple of generations here and make that a, a priority so we can maybe, you know, I don't know what's the right word is, flatten the curve or, or adjust the balance of, of, peop- of the population in schools. But it still sticks in my craw, that one example I, I used of this young woman who who really worked her tail off through her whole high school career only to get rejected. You know, when I lectured at Harvard, there was a kid there who was from Africa who had never left his small town in Africa until he got accepted into Harvard. And he went right from the Africa to the Boston airport to, to Cambridge. Okay, you know, that's wonderful. And then he's going to go back to Africa. He's not an American citizen. Shouldn't we be taking care of, like, the people here? The, the, the people who will live in this country who are then going to take those? And, of course, I'm sure this kid got a full scholarship. There's no way they could have paid whatever it is, $100,000 a year to to the to Harvard University. So all today's decision is saying is you can't be so blatant to say, we're letting you in because you're, you're black. We're letting you in because you're Puerto Rican. We're letting you in because you're Chinese. Or, or we're letting you, or we're not letting you in because you're white. You you can't do that anymore. Let's not be naive. Of course, they're still going to take that into consideration. The way they take in male and female enrollment. How many men do we have? How many? What percentage of men? What percentage of women? Of course, they balance it out amongst men and women, boys and girls. If you're allowed to say that. Um, so it's not like that. That's that's going to go away. But you just can't be blatant. They can't tell you. Oh, I'm sorry, Luca, you can't go to this university because we have too many women in here. I'm sorry, too many men, and we need to make room for women. They they can't do that. Um, I mean, I don't know. But then for the, the governor, she's supposed to lead that statement by saying, of course we respect the decision of the judiciary of the United States of America. However... The State University of New York has a tradition of celebrating and encouraging diversity, and that tradition will not be diluted by today's ruling. That's what she's supposed to say. But, you know, maybe the the gray matter between her, I don't know, I don't know if she's a lawyer or not. Look that up for me, Joe, real quick. She's a lawyer? Yes. Uh-huh. Let me look. Is Governor Hochul a lawyer? Um, you know, I just, I just find that a... 
you, the, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Actually, this is different. What the abortion ruling came down a year ago, it was like a year ago yesterday, the day before, all it said is that you don't have a right to abortion, but it didn't say New York, you, you can't perform it, or Jersey, you can, or Connecticut, you can. Certain states may choose not to, and, you know, it's it's you can ban it if that's what your town or, I'm sorry, your state chooses to do. Here, this is an across-the-board ban. You cannot say we're letting you in or we're not letting you in because of your race. Yes. She has a Juris Doctor. She does. Yes, she does. From Catholic University of America. Which is a great school. Yeah. So, th- which, that, that disappoints me even further. She has it, so she's a lawyer. Um, I'm assuming she passed the bar, because just because she has a JD doesn't mean she passed the bar. True. But um, th- that's what, she, th- just so you understand, that's what her statement should be. Although we respect the law or the decision today, I mean, look, when, when you, you try a case and you lose as a prosecutor, the prosecutor always says, we respect the system, we respect the jury system, we respect the, the juror's verdict, although we are disappointed by it. And so there's a whole, when you're a government official, you have to show respect for the system that rules this country when it comes to the law. So as I said, prosecutors who, who lose a case that they're very disappointed about, they almost always say we respect the jury's verdict, but. So here, the the... the governor is supposed to say uh we you know we respect the supreme court's ruling today however the student state university of new york of which arthur idala is a graduate um has a tradition of always celebrating diversity and we continue we will continue uh with that tradition uh throughout that's all um i don't know folks real quick the because it happened, or I found out about it after we were off the air yesterday, the guy who stabbed the subway rider, um, Jordan Williams is the, um, the defendant, his grand jury in Brooklyn blew the case out. They said, we're not going to charge him, unlike um, Penny's uh, grand jury. But here's one quick difference. Jordan's jury, I believe, saw a video of the deceased physically striking uh, the defendant and his girlfriend, whereas Penny's jury, they only see a video of Penny actually doing the chokehold and they're literally watching someone die. And also, you can't minimize the makeup of a grand jury in Manhattan and Manhattan residents and the grand jury of people in Brooklyn and Brooklyn residents because we all know Brooklyn is the best, baby. Brooklyn in the house. Thursday, June 29th, San Bellino, Joni Pelz of the birthday girl, Luca Joseph in the house. We're heading up the block to the public house in Marion Row uh, Hotel on 45th between 6th and 7th with Bernie's place. And uh, my dad's going to be there, hopefully sipping on an ice-cold Negroni and a martini glass, Padre Lou's libation. We'll have a little bit of food. We'll have a little bit of fun. And um, we'll see you tomorrow. So have a great Thursday night. Enjoy. And hopefully the smog is not too bad or doesn't look too bad here. Thank you for joining us tonight on a very interesting show, especially for me. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Bye. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.